0: Good morning, you've got more than money, and we wish that for you every single Saturday morning, but we wish that for you every single day, that the good Lord be with you, whatever road you are on, no matter how on time or how behind time you may be. If you happen to be on MacArthur Road this morning, get out of the way. (laughs) Alyssa is driving. So, uh, welcome to More Than Money. You've got Gene Dickinson shortly to be joined by Alyssa Young. You've got the lovely and talented John Elliott at the board and we're here for the next two hours to serve you in any way that we are able. It is called more than money after all. And of course, that's what we bring every Saturday morning. If you're a loyal listener, you already know how this works. Uh, we allow uh, ourselves the uh, the honor to serve you. Uh, we provide three different methods for you to connect with us. I'll give all of those to you here shortly. We answer as many of your questions as we possibly can, either by Email or by phone or through our website, all of which work really, really well. And because of you, we are the most relevant financial show on radio today. And as a matter of fact, we're one of uh, far fewer radio shows because once the other ones kind of figure out what we're doing, they give up and go away. <laughs> For good reason. You can't mess with the best. Um Not just Nazareth football. That's not just what I'm talking about. I'm talking about uh, everything uh, that we can uh, do to help you. So if you would like to talk to us, now it's us, (laughs) uh, 610-720-7900, absolutely welcome to do that, and uh, we would encourage you and uh, and welcome you, uh, particularly the icebreaker call, always Welcome is the icebreaker call, the very first call to get the ball rolling, 610-720-7900, 610-720-7900. You can certainly send us emails, Alyssa, A-L-Y-S-S-A, at AskMTM.com. I was uh, distracted for a second because she's rocking her Westchester (laughs) hoodie. She was kind enough to bring me back one, too. I was rocking that last night. So, uh, goodness, well, you'll hear more about Westchester here in a moment. 610-720-7900, Alyssa, A-O-Y-S-S-A at AskMTM.com, Gene, G-E-N-E, at AskMTM.com. And, of course, you can always share our show uh, by uh, encouraging folks to uh, log on uh, through our website, morethanmoneyonline.com. Miracles of modern technology and iHeartMedia allow you to receive our show live, crystal clear, wherever you have internet, coast to coast and border to border. Uh, we welcome you, and of course, we have lots of listeners. Uh, gosh, up and down the West Coast, the Upper Midwest, particularly up and down the East Coast, and. The Lehigh Valley, most predominantly, of course. So if you can join us, morethanmoneyonline.com, there's a listen live button that magically appears every Saturday morning right around this time. You jab, you um, grab that button. Uh, you've got the show. And of course, during the show, you're going, wait, jeez, I got a question. Send that directly to the Ask Gene uh, button and uh, with the Ask Gene button. And goodness, we might be able to uh, get you right in and, um, answered right away. So, lots of ways to join us this morning. And uh, speaking of joining us this morning, good morning, young lady.
1: Good morning.
0: You uh, you did well. You did well. I am all surprised challenges aside. Yeah. I
1: don't have nightmares about traffic cones because I am. I've been seeing them so many, <laughs> you know, so many times. So many traffic cones, miles of traffic cones, limiting the highway to a single lane with nothing happening on the other side of the traffic cones. <laughs> like, well, why? I thought the road work was finished. It's not. It's never finished. Never, never finished. It's been like a year. <laughs> oh, you
2: know, at least. It uh,
1: looks perfectly fine. The road is paved, lined, smooth. There's no work happening, but it's down to a single lane, and there's traffic at 7.30 a.m. <laughs>
2: These
0: are, they sound like excuses to me. They just sound. They just sound. So so, so sick little, of it. Just a little. Just a little. By the way, uh, you're heading out uh, shortly after the show to go to Westchester. You know, there's construction the entire way.
1: Probably.
0: <laughs> I just <clears throat> I figured I'd poke the bear a little just bit. <clears throat> Twenty-two and
1: thirty-three in my nightmares. Yeah. Uh
0: yeah, gosh, you don't want to get on the Turnpike and get into a problem because there there's no alternatives. Mm-hmm. You're just stuck for however long.
1: Yeah, I'm mad at myself for not checking the the directions this morning because I could have gone, in, you know, a different way and avoided some Speaking of
0: it. Speaking of
1: checking. Oh, thanks.
0: Yeah, you're very welcome. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, yeah, so we're going to the football game.
0: Uh Westchester is playing whom? Kutztown. Ooh, I guess that's a good game, right? John would know. John, should John's be? goes. Yeah, it should be a good game. Yeah. Uh, how is Westchester doing so far?
1: Um, I think it's, they're like four and four, or four yeah,
2: and, uh, five and four, me, or something like that. They me.
1: they need a linebacker. Um, I think is what mm. like, really what would make the difference. A new linebacker. Uh, I'm just thinking. <laughs> I'm just thinking.
0: They're uh, the the key to their success uh, might very well be the gentleman who's. Uh, Spending his freshman year getting his uh, foundation laid, getting his uh, grades good, working out, getting strong. And uh, maybe, who knows? Who knows? Future is, uh, Hmm. it's unknown to us
1: he benched 335 this week he was happy with himself
0: wow me that's crazy me too did you yeah it took me 12 lifts but it yes a total, three, of, three. A total of 335 <laughs> i'm so very impressed uh next week i hope if i keep making progress to actually put weights on the bar <laughs> once once you master the you mm-hmm. know the the technique mm-hmm. it's good keep working <sighs> at it thanks i'm exhausted just thinking about next week 610 720 7900, Alyssa at askmtm.com, Gene at askmtm.com, uh, welcoming your calls, your emails. You make us the most relevant financial show on radio. I recently made that claim about our TV show as well on PBS. Uh, I had a gentleman uh, last evening, we were out to dinner um, uh, was uh, my daughter and son in law and, and my wife Diane, if that is her real name. Um, Thai restaurant, ooh, Thai Indian, ooh. ooh. Where? Spice root up in Bartonsville.
1: Okay. Uh,
0: wonderful. Oh. I love I love Thai food. Oh, it's fantastic. Um, And uh, a family came in, a gentleman and I had the honor, actually two gentlemen I had the honor to interview on my PBS show uh, a number of years back, and uh, just fine, fine people. What a wonderful family. And um, the son, in this case, took me aside and said, we didn't never miss a show. I said well, thank you. I said uh, this uh, claim about being the most relevant. He said I thought about it. It's absolutely true.
2: Aww. So
0: I I have an endorsement now, an unsolicited, uh, non-academic, uh, no evidence-based, <laughs> uh, completely subjective. Uh, but I believe it. I think he's absolutely right. We are the most (laughs) relevant. Uh, Speaking of football, uh, Westchester-Hoodstown should be a great game. Uh, Last night, Nazareth. Mm. Wow. Lit them up.
1: Yeah, my husband said he wishes Nazareth would have played a team like that in the first round of the district playoffs last year. Instead, we got Parkland. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) But, yeah, great. Uh, I was not there. My daughter was. Um, But, yeah, happy for them to move on.
0: Fantastic. Yeah, and they
1: play Northampton next week. Nazareth plays Northampton. Does
0: Does anybody um, can anybody explain to me since since I'm so ignorant? Um, ignorance okay. Ignorant means you just don't know something. Stupid means I've told you a hundred times.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, there's is there really a mercy rule in in high school football? Yeah,
1: they they don't stop, stop the clock when you're up by so many points, which I.
0: Thirty-five point lead. Yeah, they let the clock run. Yeah. So so yeah. so kind of limits your ability to score more. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, that makes sense as opposed to stopping. You're up by thirty-five. Game stops. No. No, right. they just let the clock right. run. Right. Yep. Oh, excellent. Uh, we'll talk more about football. Indeed, six one zero seven two zero seventy nine hundred. But the icebreaker call deserves the respect. So yes. We, the phones.
1: <laughs> um, we have our first call of the show, and we'd like to thank Rick for joining us. Good morning, Rick.
0: Good
3: morning, Alyssa. Good morning, Jean.
1: How can we serve you this morning?
3: Well, I just want to say thank you so much for the uh, estate planning seminar last week. That was awesome. And I have a question sort of stemming from that.
1: Sure. Thank you for coming, uh, and you're welcome. And what's your question? okay
3: I'm discussing with my wife uh about putting her on the deed to the house or not and what the pros and cons of that might be okay and and when we uh we actually got our will done uh and we decided not to but I couldn't remember why exactly
1: okay
3: so uh what 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 are the good points and bad points to that yeah to doing that or not doing it so let
1: me ask you your goal for the house when both of you are gone or actually maybe let's start with this the house is in your name only right now
3: yeah yeah i bought it before we were married
1: yes. okay um and so if you were to predecease your wife you would want her to still be able to stay in the house right
3: yes i would however i don't think that she can uh keep up with the work, so I would, our plan is kind of to sell it, okay. you know, and and get something she can care for more easily if if that would happen.
1: Sure, okay. So if you own the house solely and you die first, your wife would need to open an estate to basically inherit the house before she would own it and be able to sell it and use the proceeds to you know relocate or or live on mm-hmm. it, if you own the house jointly if you die first or if she dies first but in this case it's more relevant to say if you die first and and, and she and you own the house jointly it it automatically transfers to her and she does not need to open an estate to take ownership of the house so mm-hmm. opening an estate and going through the probate process takes some time and costs some money And it's much simpler and quicker and cheaper for spouses, you know, to avoid that. And that's probably, the house is probably the only asset, if you have beneficiaries on your accounts and things like that, that would require opening an estate. So if you put her name on the deed now, you can avoid that. The the case is when Keith that Keith was talking about, Keith Stroll, our estate planning attorney partner who presented the workshop with me, what he was explaining why you might not want to do that have both spouses on the deed would be more like if you say you it's a second marriage and you both have you know children from before your marriage and the, the the one spouse owns the house first and wants that equity to go to their kids when when he or she dies instead of splitting it with the other side of the family those are kinds of circumstances for example where you might not want to do it but if it's a simple you both you know basically want that house to be a shared asset it would probably make things a lot simpler for both of you down the road, if you are both owners of the house now,
3: I see. Okay, well, thank you very much.
1: You're welcome. Thank you for calling.
3: You got it. Glad I could help.
1: All right. Have a great day. You
3: too. Bye bye.
0: Fascinating um, workshop. Obviously um, um, unfolded in a way that that caused a lot of uh, of, of good feelings. You get uh, at a boy right away. Uh, well attended as i understand
1: mm, yeah we had a total of i think like 104 participants that day between the two sessions
0: and since the max was 100 you guys violated the uh, fire laws and
1: uh actual room capacities 85 okay chairs there were 50 chairs ah very good <laughs> very we got good. extra
0: chairs excellent <laughs> um and for everyone that was in attendance uh, i am I, I as i understand i've gotten lots of feedback from my clients who were there you learned a lot. Fast paced. Yeah. Uh, people say it was packed with information. It was there was no fluff.
1: Right. <laughs>
0: no. Uh, uh, let's take 20 minutes to welcome you. No, let's jump mm. right in.
1: Yeah. No, we, we definitely wanted to get as much in as we could in one hour. We didn't want to take too much time. Um, but wanted to make sure that there was something in there for everyone. And so we packed as much in as we could. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. For those
0: of you who unfortunately were not able to be in the room, uh, there are plans afoot. We'll keep you in, uh, in the loop as soon as we know when that next uh, go round comes. Uh, yeah. um, of course, sooner rather than later also means winter. Yeah. So it's always a risk when you plan something in January and February that uh, we get snowed out. Yeah. So we'll have, uh, we'll do the very best we can.
1: Mm-hmm. We'll figure it out. Yep.
0: We'll figure it out, in- indeed. Speaking of figuring it out, the markets seem to have figured it out this week. <laughs> it's
1: about time. <laughs> the last yeah. three months, mm-hmm. the S and P is down nine percent. The Dow is down seven point six, and the Nasdaq was down almost ten. And that was you know September in or August months. September October Yeah. three months three months ouch yeah so November having a couple green days in a row is uh, very much appreciated <laughs> and
0: and when you're looking at your investments um, um, all of you as you're as you're glancing at your statements if you see gosh between uh, August and September my accounts dropped a little bit wow. Um, you should be uh, really upset. I mean, upset to the point you probably want to throw yourself out a window. No. No, of course not. (laughs) Um, Some folks do. Some folks get their knickers in a twist when it's a 30-day dip. Uh, And the word dip could be just several dollars or it could be several thousand. Apparently, just as long as it's lower, that's a bad thing. Mm. The reality is probably not. Uh, measuring your returns on a very short time frame is likely not in your best interest. Uh, certainly, reviewing your statements is in your best interest. On occasion, it's extremely rare. But on occasion, you'll find an error on your statement. On occasion, you'll find something and you go, now, wait a second. I'm, I'm not really sure I understand that. And that's a really good reason to pick up the phone and call your uh, financial advisor. I got a call this week a young lady who invested in a CD um, 2 months ago got her first statement and the CD uh, value was slightly lower than what she paid and she said wait a second mm. CDs are guaranteed i can't lose money but it looks like i have lose a lost money and so we had to go through that and of course if you're saying well how did that turn out 610 720 7900 call in ask I'll give you the answer to a story, but not right away. Um, Alyssa <laughs> at AskMTM.com, Gene at AskMTM.com. Uh, 30-day uh, reviews in terms of making decisions on your investment portfolio are rarely, like less than 1%, a good idea. Rarely a good idea, like 99% a bad idea. Three months gives you a little more information. And when I say a little bit more, not a whole lot more, a little bit more. We have uh, certainly in my reviews uh, shifted since gosh July or so to um, year to date. What have we done since the first of January gives me much more information. A six, seven, eight now, 10 month review is much more informative than you know, it went down in September. Right. Yeah, that doesn't really give me any information that I can that I can use to improve your um, your performance, your results, your satisfaction, your um, overall success, mm-hmm. so to speak. So uh, keeping a good eye out. And of course, when you hear, gosh, the market's across the board down seven, eight, 10% in a very short period of time, if you then compare that to your portfolio, and of course we do that on a literally daily basis mm-hmm. to, with portfolios, um, Gosh, down two. Gosh, down one. Some cases, hmm, up slightly. Well, versus a market that's down dramatically, how in the world can investments be up if the markets are down so badly?
1: Well, different investments have different reactions and also different parameters. We use some investments where you make money if the market's down. Like a positive return in the event of a negative result. Mm-hmm. Um, so, the markets are averages, and mm-hmm. it depends which right which average you which index you're looking at. It doesn't represent everything in your portfolio.
0: It really doesn't, and and that is a um, sometimes a sticking point with um, investors who are comparing their results to the stock market. And when the market goes up twelve percent, and they go up nine, they go. What's what's the deal? Looks like looks like I'm not doing very well. Um, Conversely, if the market goes down ten, and they go down three, oh wow, we did really well. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You don't uh, in in rare cases. hmm, I'm back to the well. No, I'll do two percent. Ninety-eight percent of the cases comparing your investment return to the stock market is inappropriate. Yeah. It, it doesn't bring you any value.
1: Right.
0: Um, one of the more common comparisons, one of the more useful comparisons, certainly today, is comparing your performance to CD rates. If mm-hmm. you can get 5% guaranteed and your investments are doing minus three, hmm, that's a head scratcher there likely needs to be some adjustments. If you can get 5% guaranteed and you're getting six, six and a half, seven, all of a sudden you're going, wow, I've gotten, I'm getting a, um, they, they, they call it, uh, alpha.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I, you're, I'm getting, uh, a, an, an, increase in return above and beyond what I might expect based on my investments. Mm-hmm. So very good indeed. Um, yeah. Welcome. Welcome bounce. Welcome bounce. Absolutely. Uh, based on any any theories on why the market has bounced?
1: Um, I know at the end of this week, um, the jobs report mm-hmm. was showing that fewer jobs were added than in the past couple months and then expected, which was taken as a good sign because the whole goal of the Fed increasing interest rates over the last two years, essentially, has been to slow down the economy in order to slow down inflation. And when the economic reports have been so strong, despite the Fed's best efforts, people have been freaking out Mm. that that means that the Fed was going to have to get more aggressive and that higher and higher interest rates would be Mm. a problem. So they're taking this as, oh, good, good news. Maybe the Fed won't raise rates anymore or can even go in the opposite direction. So it was like the quote-unquote, bad economic news was good news for the market.
0: That is absolutely correct. And as a result, not, it was, not only was uh, the report for October hmm, slightly disappointing, but they revised September and August numbers down dramatically. Ooh. And reading the entire report uh, lets lots of folks say, yeah, oh, yeah, the, the economy is slowing. There are pieces of that report that suggest that that may not be true, that a big chunk of this disappointment mm-hmm. is based on the um, strikes.
1: strikes of the auto workers. And
0: yeah. now I think two out of the three have settled and, and those numbers should come up. We'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll see. It, yeah. it, it is a yes. Good news is bad news. <laughs> bad news is good news. So confused. Um, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's opposite day. It's opposite day, which is why I'm dressed so shabbily. Today. Yeah. It, it's opposite day. <laughs> yeah.
1: Gene doesn't usually um, dress up for the radio because you can't see him, you know. But today he's spiffy. spiffy. He's wearing a suit and tie.
0: Suit, tie, underwear. He's I'm even serving. wearing
1: underwear today. So i
0: talking spiffy. And uh, <sighs> I polished my socks. I, I wanted to look nice.
1: He showered. Oh Oh, no! (laughs) No wonder I I forgot something. No
0: no wonder I was on time today.
1: (laughs) See, I uh, showered. I was late. He didn't shower. He was early. I know. It's (laughs) strange.
0: She's she's insisting on standing upwind from me. What is what is that about?
1: I feel underdressed in my jeans and hoodie. (laughs) Well,
0: uh, you are uh, very happy that you are dressed the way you are because you are shortly going to travel South and meet up with Andrew and the family's going to be together. That's fantastic. I am dressed this way because uh, following this show, I'll be attending a memorial service uh, for two wonderful people, two people, husband and wife that uh, passed uh, recently um, clients of mine for, for quite a number of years, but more importantly, friends. Yeah. And it is, uh, it is bittersweet. It is wonderful to celebrate their lives. Mm-hmm. It is, uh, I'm so selfish. I am so selfish cause I miss them. Um, particularly Tony and, uh, he and I had a, uh, uh, a way of, of, of communicating that, that just uh, whenever I, I would look in my schedule and see that Tony was on the schedule, I just put a big smile on my mm-hmm. face. He was just, such a southern gentleman and uh, wonderful family. So we'll uh, we'll remember them uh, today for a bit, um, and then later we'll celebrate the memory by going to a Stevie Nicks concert. <laughs> so that's we'll uh, we'll, we'll try to balance that out yeah. just a little bit. Um, but if you yeah, if you're out there and you have a good imagination, just imagine how darn good-looking, I really am. <laughs> it's just, you can just work with it.
1: Just picture Just
0: picture it, you yeah. Know, because, by the way, uh, whatever your imagination comes up with, it'll be way better than reality. <laughs> just way better. 610-720-7900. Alyssa at AskMTM.com. Um, Jean at AskMTM.com. More than MoneyOnline.com. Uh, the only additional uh, kind of um, interesting wrinkle to a disappointing jobs market. Mortgage rates dropped by over half a percent oh. one day.
1: Oh, wow. Over
0: 8% down to 7.6. So mm, maybe going in the right direction. Hmm. Maybe. Uh, 610-720-7900. Call and uh, we'll answer your questions, your observations, your emails after this on More Than Money. This is your
2: big day
0: Some of the wackiest human beings on the planet have some incredible voices Mm -hmm. because Cher is a far out there. (laughs) Just if you hear any of her political stuff, you want to go fingernails on a blackboard. Mm. But that voice, Mm. Madonna. Especially young Madonna. Oh, the voice yeah. was incredible. That's
1: all I pay attention to, just was... the voice. Like, that's what they're for. Like, oh, that's... <laughs> exactly. Well, which
0: is why you like Keith Urban, because as a person, he's a dreadful not human being. Not true. <laughs>
1: that is a lie. You should not say that kind of thing on the radio. People think it's true just because you said it, and that is a lie.
0: But I said it tongue-in-cheek, and it's radio. People should know that.
1: Mm-mm. You yeah. better watch it. Don't, no. don't joke about Keith. Don't joke about
0: Keith. You, you notice that uh, to me it's Mr. Urban, and but to Alyssa she's on a first name basis. Do not joke about Keith. <laughs> is uh, Hall Pass? That's Hall Pass. Stop. That's hall Pass. Uh, Zach, is this uh, has this been approved? Has this been approved by corporate? <laughs> Do we have a paper trail, speaking? Zach a paper trail. Sam Bankman-Fried should not have left such a paper
4: trail.
0: Oh, my. (laughs) Hindsight. And then be so arrogant. He's saying, look, I'll take the stand. I am so charming Mm. that they're going to just buy everything I say to them, even when I lie and even when I tap dance and shucking and jiving, and Oops. it took him four hours, including dinner break. <laughs> uh, guilty, uh, oh, yeah, guilty, 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 guilty. Mm-hmm. Wow, Bernie Madoff died in prison, yes,
1: he did. So, hey, we'll see,
0: it could be fun. I'm just saying. Well, he's a cute little boy. I'm Is sure he? prison, well, pr- prison's gonna be so cozy for him, <laughs> oh, so co- friendly, friendly. Oh, oh, yeah, he's gonna make, ah, lots of he's new gonna friends. make a lot of friends. He's, he's, You know, I guess he doesn't have any money, so he can't buy smokes. (laughs) Other than that, I don't really understand a lot about that. Um, I'm happy to say. Yeah, I don't really understand. (laughs) We'll have to go to some other source (laughs) for our information (laughs) about prison life.
1: Maybe someone Uh, can call in. (laughs)
0: Hey, I saw Shawshank twice, so so obviously I know what I'm talking about. (laughs) Please. 6107207900 that's the number that Lloyd, Lloyd has called. is
1: called. Yes, good morning, Lloyd. Thanks for calling and thanks for holding.
4: Thank you. How can we help you? Well, it has to do with uh <clears throat> social security. Um I took it at when I was 62. Okay. And when I was 66, which would have been my full retirement, <clears throat> I went to them and said uh cuz I kept working part-time. Making over the eighteen thousand, so that every year during those years they would hold back some of that social security. Sure. And when I went to them at my full social security age, I asked them to recalculate, um, and and they never did until, and I asked them a couple times until I was about uh, oh six months ago. And, and finally I got hold of like a a manager and he said, oh yeah, we should have done this. we don't know why we didn't. And we owe you money. So all of a sudden, uh, about two months ago, I got a check for like over $10,000. And, um, and then my monthly, they estimated was going to go up like, uh, $600 a month or something like that. I was of course very happy. Yeah. Um, and I, uh, you know, just put it in the bank or whatever. Now I'm getting a letter from them saying they made a mistake and they want, uh, like, the $10,000 back and they're going to, uh, and, and the amount that they said I should get every month is is dropping back down to almost what I was getting. What? Um, so I asked them, I said, look, can you please just give me the sheets or whatever the calculations how you determine my social security
0: sure
4: and I can't get that and and then I said to them well um, you know this is you're you're admitting it was all your fault uh, how does this work and they said well if you don't pay us back all the money right away come January we're just not going to pay you your social security monthly mm-hmm for the next like five months or whatever, because I get about two thousand a month. Mm. To, to and to I'm like, it,
2: yeah.
4: yeah. And I said, well, that doesn't—that's not fair. Why don't you? You know, it took you eighteen months to figure out uh, that uh, past my my uh, full retirement age. You know, you screw up. Uh, mm. And and then finally, what I'm wondering is, well, since I do have the, I didn't spend the money. Should I just write them a check once? I'm trying to get the information you know who knows they keep screwing up the amounts um or am i gonna have to pay taxes on this social security this extra ten thousand that i didn't count on should i pay it pay it back now and maybe i won't have to pay as many much in taxes versus next year um it's it's they're just driving me nuts
0: Uh, understandably so, (laughs) uh, we're both here mouth agape going, Oh, this stinks. This is just really, really, um, and, and, and so, uh, capricious on their part. They're just going, Hey, here's your money. Oh, by the way, we made a mistake. Give it back. You go, wait a second. Just show me the numbers. Just, just explain it to me so I can either be happy to send you the money back or not, but show it to me. It, it, obviously it makes no sense. We uh, are very blessed. We have uh, the advantage in our office that uh, Mark Basak, who has worked in social security system for four decades, uh, is part of our team. So, uh, Lloyd, before you hang up, we'll get your contact information. Uh, we'll we'll make sure that you're in contact with uh, with Mark uh, is uh, Monday, if possible, and uh, and see what we can do to. Uh, to kind of push back against the IRS and who to push back against and, and how to get those numbers. Uh, y- your situation is dreadful, without a doubt. Um, but if you're uh, okay with that, we'll put you in touch with somebody who actually knows the mechanics. Oh, sure. Absolutely. Hang on one second. John will get your uh, your contact information and we'll, we'll be at you on Monday. Thank you. Thank you, good sir. Good luck, Lloyd. Thank you. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Ugh.
1: Had
0: to throw in the good luck, but it's the it's the the social security administration you need some yeah uh, it's like good
1: luck that you get like the a good person on the phone good luck they (laughs) don't take your house and your clothes yeah Yeah. no we'll figure we'll figure out the best course of action for him and hopefully get that resolved sooner than later what a mess uh,
0: keep your fingers crossed and hopefully we'll get um follow-up yeah follow-up yep uh, under the heading of WTF, uh, by the way, 610-720-7900, 610-720-7900, Alyssa at AskMTM.com. Uh, from the Consumer Reports, uh, the most recent um, edition, three popular online tax preparation companies, h and Block, Tax Act, and Tax Slayer, have for years been sharing information pulled from tens of millions of tax returns with tech giants Facebook, Google, and others. So you went online, you did your uh, tax prep, thought you were doing the right thing, thought you were being all modern, using high-tech H&R Block, Mm -hmm. Tax Act, and Tax Slayer. They turned around and shared with Facebook and Google and others your income, the amounts of your refunds, the names of your dependent children. And it goes on to say that they also shared scrambled versions of names, email addresses, phone numbers and gender, which experts say could easily be unscrambled. Mm. So apparently they scrambled them and then shared with these giants how to unscramble them. So they could lie, uh, share with their clients, oh, no, we only share scrambled information. It's not identifiable. And then, of course, they lied. Um, this is a congressional report. Uh, the congressional report concludes that these firms have likely violated taxpayer rights and also may well have violated privacy rights. Yikes. Yikes, indeed. So for all of you who have been... Um, comfortable uh, doing your own tax returns and comfortable doing those tax returns online uh, with these three. I don't know if there are others that will come to light, uh, but these three are being reported through this congressional report and through Consumer Reports, which is, these are pretty reputable. All right, Congress is not that reputable. But Consumer Reports is pretty reputable source. Yeah. And warning you that if you decide that you're going to continue doing this, that your information is likely going to be shared with a whole lot of people. Mark Zuckerberg is not the guy I want to have access to my tax return. <laughs> I'm not sure I would want him even yeah, dating sure one of my him. daughters. <laughs> I'd have to hurt him. I really. Oh. I just, and when I say hurt him, I don't mean that. You know, actually, I do. I, mm. yeah, I would.
1: So if Megan one day oh. was like, I have a date with Mark Zuckerberg. yeah,
0: yeah she would be so disappointed somehow. Uh, he just never showed up. Oh, so disappointed. Better disappointed once mm.
2: than for the rest of her oh, life. Yeah. So,
0: yeah, we take care of that. Dads, we take care of that. Mm-hmm. I know Zach feels the same way about Joanna. Tell <laughs> you so right now.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, good luck to the boys who date that girl. And, <laughs> and Zach's got backup. <laughs> we, we're we happy to help.
2: Oh.
0: 610-720-7900. 7900 uh, after retiring in 2009, I rolled everything over to a large financial services firm. I, I kind of like it sometimes when they don't tell us the names because, mm. I mean, I'm, I'm already thinking negative thoughts yeah. about a whole bunch of people. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> Fast forward to 2023. I get a yearly call from my advisor about my accounts. I've never really been satisfied with my earnings. Uh, but after requesting 35000 to purchase a collectible 2014 Jaguar,
1: Oh, oh! <laughs> when, you said, when you said collectible, I rolled my eyes.
2: Oh, but... <laughs> uh,
0: listen, you, she stripped her gears there. She she went from slamming on the brakes to flooring that baby. She was Sorry. ready to go. What are you? Uh, yeah, more? I know.
1: I'm interested. Okay, go ahead.
0: Uh, after uh, requesting 35 grand, he just wasn't cordial oh. anymore. I asked my advisor to pro- provide me with documentation that shows my earnings as well as any fees I have been charged for services since I opened the account. I never had anything in writing about fees. He told me he would provide uh, me with it, but a few months have gone by. Uh, just in context, if your client asked you for that, how many months would it take you to be able to get that information?
1: 0.003 months. Yeah, I'm not even really <laughs> clear. That there's, like a day?
0: Yeah, like like how, how many like zeros could you be? Yeah. <laughs> you could do it online.
2: Yeah, I okay. mean, you could do
0: it while you're on the phone, not yes. online. My apologies. Yeah. Uh, uh, any reputable, any reputable advisor has a system where they can draw it up. Go, hang, hang on just a second. Yep. <laughs> uh, let me go to advisor. Click, okay, click, got, click, click, click. Okay. Got here it, is. it, and yeah. I've got it since inception. Do you want it? You want it just this year? You want it average per year? Right. You it's want it?
1: Very easy. Oh,
0: it's just crazy easy. So he's now months later. Hmm. Uh, months have gone by. I still haven't gotten anything from him. I don't feel good about this anymore. Duh. What should I do?
1: Um, change advisors.
0: <laughs> only, it's re- the mean, only reasonable answer. Yeah.
1: I, what else can you do? Like, there's no trust there. No comfort level. How, you know, that's not how, um, you should feel. Um, you should have the information you requested right away. You should not have a bad attitude about asking for your money. Um you know it that's there's nothing okay about that and and even just the fact that you hear from that person only annually is not great either, so there's a lot of issues there. I wouldn't continue that relationship,
0: not even close <clears throat> now um I'm reading between the lines, but I'm going to make the assumption that this individual who's asking the questions is is one of the nicest people that will we will meet this year. And is non-confrontational and uh, doesn't like like distress and mm. agita because it's been 14 years of bad service.
2: Mm.
0: 14 years of a guy copping an attitude because he's spending his own money. Mm. Uh, 14 years of I'll give you an answer when I give you an answer if I ever give you an answer. All of which suggests that his advisor number one is a bonehead, poo poo caca. Um, but it also suggests that he is so very nice. I'm sure that there's a, an anxiety about oh, I don't want to yeah. have to pick up the phone and call him. When, an individual like this, mm-hmm. decides to make that move, how is, what what is his role? in in, uh, in confronting his yeah. current advisor. Good
1: news, he doesn't need to. So, yeah, if you're stressed about, I don't want to tell him I'm moving my accounts, you don't need to because the process is pretty simple. You find an advisor who's going to work with you in a much more respectable, professional, uh, cooperative manner, and you sign your paperwork that you need to open your new accounts, and then the new custodian sends the transfer paperwork to the current custodian and moves it electronically, and you don't have to do anything. Once you sign your name on that transfer form, that's the only responsibility you have to communicate that. You don't have to make a call. You don't have to send an email. If they call you to ask you why, you don't have to answer the phone if you don't want to. <laughs> that's
0: why caller, uh, call God invented call ID. Yep. <laughs> so you can avoid brokers that stink. Yeah. I think that's actually why he was motivated to,
2: mm, to it right. call her ID. Yeah, it sounds right.
0: Um, it is um, surprising to a lot of people, and especially perhaps somebody like this. He's been with the same advisor for 14 years, so so he may never have moved an, an account. He, the, a lot of folks are surprised to find. Uh, okay, so I've signed your accounts. Okay, so I I guess next I have to call this guy. No, you don't. I I don't. No, he'll. He, actually, he won't. He'll get notified through his company. Uh, but the custodian, as as you say, they're saying a large financial services firm. Who, who knows? Wells Fargo. Who knows? I right. mean, it could be anybody. Wells Fargo. It could be anybody. Wells Fargo. It's just um, they get a an official document uh, through the transfer system and they are required by law to kick it up. And Alyssa's is absolutely right. If you don't want to have the confrontation and the individual calls, if you don't have caller ID, shame on you. But if you pick it up and go, hey, I see you're moving your accounts. You know what? Ah, my house is on fire. I got to go. Click. Just hang up. Just walk away. Yes, on fire. Um, this individual has shown you no respect whatsoever. 14 calls in 14 years. 14 calls in 14 years. We have clients that have gotten 14 calls this year Yeah, because they've got things going on and things. And, and the whole idea of this, this annual call is so insulting. It's so insulting. It is, it is such a tribute to the laziness of the advisor and it's insulting to the value of the client. Mm-hmm. And then don't get cordial when I want to spend my own money. Gene <clears throat> uh, would have handled that slightly differently. Mm but I have fun doing that. (laughs) Uh, Gentleman writes, I'm retired um, at 62 and collecting Social Security. My full retirement age is 67. Apparently following up on this most recent. Mm -hmm. My wife is uh, past her full retirement age and also collecting Social Security. Okay. Okay. I'm working part-time and concerned I may go over the limit for earned income. Currently roughly... twenty. Twenty twenty one thousand, according yeah. to him, twenty one Yeah, it's
1: between those two, yeah.
0: I know if I go over, I will pay one dollar for each two dollars earned. My main question is: if I go over, will this affect my wife's social security? And my second question is: if a payback uh, money to social security is due going over the earned income limit, is that money lost, or is there a percentage I might recover when I reach full retirement age? <laughs> Don't talk to Lloyd.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah let's pretend we didn't hear from Lloyd
0: <laughs> let's let's start with the easy one yeah does his um earnings Ooh. above 21 240 affect his wife's social Security no no okay so that was the easy one
1: mm-hmm.
0: all right we would have prior to this morning we would have thought the second one was pretty easy too yeah
1: yeah yeah, so the way it's supposed to work is, and the way, I want to reread the way he asked this question, is money due going over? Okay, so what what happens is when you're going to make more money than the earnings limit, Social Security withholds pay from you. So that's the way it's supposed to work. So you're not supposed to have to pay it back. So I think that that's what he's asking. Do I have to pay it back? So Um,
0: that part is easy, no. Yeah.
1: Um, And then will you recover it? And the answer, again, is yes, you're supposed to. (laughs) So once you reach full retirement age, Social Security calculates how much they withheld because of your um, excess earnings before full retirement age and makes it up to you. But again, unless you're Lloyd. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, Oh, poor Lloyd. <laughs> um, now, if we were to
0: find that Social Security routinely, um, I think the technical term is, jerks people around <laughs> when they go back for the recalculation. Mm. Would you find that surprising?
1: No. Not even
0: a little bit of it. It's the government. No, I know. It's, its <laughs> uh, number one, he should not have had to ask. Yeah. It should have been done automatically. Yeah. Uh, number two, they did a recalculation, sent him money and then said, oh, no, uh, send it back. And oh, by the way, we have such leverage that we can just suck it out of your check. We don't care if you send it back. By the way, if you don't send it back and we suck it out, we're going to hit you with penalties and interest and suck it's out so more. Gross. Oh, it's beyond gross. It's yeah, beyond gross. Yeah. So up until Lloyd, we would have said, oh, yeah, piece of cake. No worries. Now I'm not so sure.
1: Yeah. Now I'm not so sure. Um, definitely think about whether or not you should start your Social Security right away if you're still working.
0: Oh, that's a very good point. Yeah, be very cautious. Um, yeah, if 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 you're going to make twenty five, and and you're four grand over, and it's going to affect you two thousand bucks over the course of the year. Yeah, that's yeah. that's like a rounding error. Yeah. If you're gonna make fifty, cut it out.
1: Yeah, it depends on their situation. There are some.
0: What's the litmus test? When do you take Social Security?
1: When you need it. When you need it. So yeah, if you really do need, if you're gonna get five months worth of payments. Only because you're working and and you know you're over the earnings limit, and you're only going to get to keep five of your monthly social security payments. If you really need that extra money, take it. Okay, then take it. But if you don't and you're like, ah, I'm just going to take it, put it and save it, eh, I I would say you're probably better off waiting to start it. Uh, it's worth having a strategic like a conversation about your strategy. Like think about it. But who do,
0: who do you even talk to about stuff like that?
1: Mark. <laughs> you call MTM and you ask for an appointment with Mark and you'll be glad you did.
0: I <laughs> uh, in so many ways. Uh, first of all, you're, you're going to meet somebody who's terrific. He's just a really, really good human mm-hmm. being. Uh, number two, you're going to re- meet somebody who's very respectful. Oh yes. Really intently interested in doing the very best job that he possibly can to get you the benefits that you deserve. So that's fantastic. Uh, but number three, uh, Often when we are faced with a a, a choice, uh, something we must choose A or B, left or right, um, we don't have enough information to be confident that we're making the right choice. And right choice is highly subjective. <laughs> and with Social Security uh, benefits, often we will only know we made the right or wrong choice the day we are heading to the heavens because that's when you've had, that's the final test and we did it right or we didn't do it right. But the highest probability, the confidence that you're doing it in a way that makes the most sense is often based on, I don't know. And I, I'm just kind of like, I feel like I'm flipping a coin. Not when you talk to Mark, not when you talk to Mark, you will walk through the options. He will explain them in incredibly uh, understandable terms so that anyone can go, now I get it, mm-hmm. and now I will make the choice that, in all probability, is the best one for me. That's and that right. that's fantastic, mm-hmm. that's, that, that kind of-
1: Invaluable. W-
0: invaluable, walking out with that kind of peace of mind, it is invaluable, mm-hmm. and uh, it's it's got nothing to do with MasterCard, nothing. It's priceless,
2: <laughs> nothing. <laughs>
0: Oh, very good. Well, Stevie Nicks, actually, oh. a Fleetwood Mac, very nice, very nice. A little preview. A little preview of uh, yeah. We hope she's there. Uh, she has canceled a number. Uh, last uh, year she was touring with uh, Billy Joel. They canceled a number, oh. so we're just hoping when we get to PPL that. It's maybe the Phantoms will be playing. I don't know. <laughs> be some. But. 610-720-7900. 610-720-7900. Alyssa at AskMTM.com. Your calls, your emails after this on More Than Money. to more than money. You've got Jean Dickinson, you have Alyssa Young, my headset. I'm, I'm wearing it like a yarmulke today. Why? Because don't if I, go, oh, I don't want to mess up my hair. I don't want to look stupid when I go to the mm. service. So mm. trying and so far it works. My Jewish brethren, God bless them. <laughs> ah, God bless them. Um, I, if I understand correctly, one of the major, um, um support groups here in America for Israel has currently raised $88 million. Wow. We're talking serious, serious money. Good for them. Good for them. Fantastic. Um, it's horrific and it's got to end and, uh, Israel has to survive and, uh, uh deserves to survive. So, um, uh, I'm not wearing my headset as a yarmulke in 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 respect of it just worked out that way but it does remind me that we've got to say our prayers we've got to say our prayers for everyone in that region all the innocents in that region all of them all the innocents need our protection and and our prayers and this has got to stop 610 720 that has got to start icebreaker call for the second hour always appreciated so Goodness gracious, if you can help us, that would be fantastic, (laughs) excellent. Um, Again, 610-720-7900, Alyssa at AskMTM.com, Gene at AskMTM.com, MoreThanMoneyOnline.com. We have an email.
1: Yes, I I have an email. um, I'd just like to share. It says, I love to listen to both of you for the solid information you provide. I'm listening to you now about the gentleman who wanted the $35,000 and was basically ignored by his advisor. I'm considering moving my funds at this point and learned just now that I won't have to contact my current advisor. Phew. <laughs> Thanks. I'm not pleased about how my funds have been, so I'm glad I won't have to call. <laughs>
2: oh, my
0: goodness. Yep.
1: Glad to give you that little reassurance. Oh,
0: wait a second. I know that name. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's, that's my second I'm biggest glad, client. I'm glad I don't need to call Gene and tell him I'm moving my <laughs> wow, accounts away from this. It. It's so hurtful. <laughs> I'm
0: going to miss you. No, it's very kind, very sweet, and uh, very nice words in, uh, as well. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the um, great benefits and great sadnesses of being a financial advisor um, for clients that you really like, is, um, one of the great benefits is it's a joy to serve them. And, and with luck, you can serve them for decades. My current, uh, longest running client is 43 years. Hmm. So, Guess you
1: get to know them a little bit. Yeah.
0: You think, <laughs> see them through all manner of ups and downs in life. Um, And it's, it's just glorious. It's just, it is such a blessing. It is just a gift from God. And then you lose them. Yeah. And for all of you, everyone in our audience has been touched in some way, shape or form with tragedy, with heartache, with loss. And we all deal with it slightly differently, of course. But bottom line is if you're a quote unquote normal person, uh, you're going to lose people in your life. Uh, on occasion and and there will be sadness um, in our world um, multiply that by ten mm. because if you attended the funeral of someone that you care about this year, um, we'll do ten of those this year and um, and are honored to attend them yeah. because we go as friends and um, and go as. Not just, I called you once a year and I told you you were making money.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: No, I talked to you many times this year and knew about your family and knew about uh, your son out on the West Coast and your daughter who was so caring for you and your son-in-law who took you to all the doctor's appointments and uh, learned about your background and your love of baseball and how you play golf. Uh, In some cases, my most recent phone call a uh, gentleman share with me that he loves golf, absolutely loves golf. He's retired, 77 years old. Um, a month ago, he shot a 72. And in the world of golf, shooting under your age is considered to be one of the great accomplishments. And I said, that is fantastic. I am so beyond jealous. He said, well, you might want to wait for a moment. Why is that? He said, because two weeks later, I played the very same course and I had a 92.
2: <laughs>
0: and if you're a golfer, you get it. You just understand mm. golf will do that to you. It will reward you one day and then just punish you <laughs> another. But there's I, I I, pray that that gentleman that I was speaking to and I have another 30 plus years together. But when that time comes, that will be part of what's in my heart about him. I will have no memory whatsoever about what exchange traded fund he used used or structured note. Right. I it it will it will all have been taken care of rather well. Mm-hmm. Um but I'll I'll remember that and his willingness to play golf in sub 40 degree weather. What? So if it's not windy and it's not um snow on the ground, he plays. Oh. And uh, I have different standards if it's uh <laughs> Uh, cooler than 70 or or warmer than 70.
1: 77 <laughs> eh, just don't... that's a very narrow window uh, it is a
0: narrow window but uh it seems to work for me <laughs> seems to well actually the folks who have played golf with me said nah, it really doesn't work for you <laughs> we've seen you play it does that's not, not true. does not work for you um okay uh dear Jean Alyssa from a longtime listener hmm. mom is 90
1: okay
0: still in her home. Hmm. Uh, she worth about two twenty five, no mortgage. She signed for my sister. Oh, she signed for my sister seven years ago for refinancing for the sister's house.
1: Okay, fair
0: market value four hundred, the mortgage two fifteen. Mom is listed as a co owner on my sister's house. That's interesting. I guess probably the bank required that in mm. order to. To give the mortgage. The okay. okay. Uh, mom has about twenty grand in the bank, an old car she doesn't drive, uh, worth less than a thousand bucks. No other assets. Social Security twenty five grand a year. She gets a monthly pension, twelve hundred dollars a year. Bless her. Oh. I'm seeking to find out if there's a way to make Mom Medicaid eligible, because she may need home health care and eventually a skilled nursing facility. Can you help or direct me? I believe we can find a way to shield mom's house, like through a personal residence trust, and I believe we can reduce her cash assets and income, establishing a restricted burial account, residential improvements, perhaps modest allowed giving. Is there a way to shield mom's ownership in my sister's house from the asset test required for Medicaid eligibility? I want to know if mom's co-ownership of my sister's property makes attaining Medicare eligibility uh, impossible. I am somewhat aware of the waiting period rules in the five-year look-back. Um, okay. We need to be clear. Uh, you you, and we've, in this email, we've used the words Medicare and Medicaid interchangeably. Mm. They are not. No. Your mom already has Medicare. That's her medical coverage. Medicaid is, in essence, medical welfare. It is for, intended for uh, individuals who have run through their assets. Uh, you, you are... It's my understanding. And and by the way, Mark Basak is not only a Social Security uh, whiz, but Medicare, Medicaid. He understands the rules really, really well. Uh, You will be well advised to sit with Mark and and go through all the details for your mom. It's clear that this individual has already done a lot of research Mm -hmm. and and has a a pretty solid understanding of the basics. Mark understands all the nuances.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. My fear... And it's, I think, a pretty justified fear is that the co-ownership of your sister's home will be considered by Medicaid an asset. Mm. And that's about, uh, even if they only go off the net, it's a $100,000 asset. She will not qualify for Medicaid with well over $100,000 of, in in their mind, investable assets. Mm. Um the last that I reviewed, it's been a while. Um, Medicaid allows asset totals of in in the four or five thousand dollar range.
1: Yeah, I was. I thought it was eight, but regardless, uh, um, very yeah. small. Yeah, I know there are some rules in place that protect other people in your family. but I'm not familiar with how they certainly work.
0: spouses. Yes, there are certainly rules that would if if. Um, <clears throat> diane if that is her real name is in the home um i need care medicaid pays for it does she lose the home no no she does not she can live there for the entirety of her life is there a lien against the home for the medicaid payments they've made for me yes so that that will end up being eventually um uh, liquidated for for repayment to medicaid but um does it apply to Sister? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think so. So lots of um, clarifications necessary. What could be done if it turns out that this ownership of Sister's home is a real problem?
1: Um, What could be done? Well, the look-back period is going to prevent, like, becoming medicaid eligible right so anything that she were to do that to try to to remove that asset from her own um you know from herself like if so that if she doesn't own it and she's gifting it or whatever like that's not going to help that's not going to help her in the near future right yeah because i'm not sure back, yeah
0: i'm not sure because this is a weird asset if <laughs> if you asked mom do you own half of your daughter's house? She would say, no, I'm, I just co-signed. Mm. I just, my, my daughter needed help. Now that was seven years ago. It, the The first thing I would explore is whether the daughter, this gentleman's sister can now refinance on her own. Okay. Does she qualify to get a mortgage without mom's assistance? If she can, she can have mom removed from the mortgage and the deed. Is that gifting? Some would argue yes. I I think I would pretty vehemently argue. No, it's yeah. not.
1: I don't know how it would be considered by either. the Medicaid rules. No, but... I don't
0: either. But I think that's a – certainly it's, it's more likely that she gets a positive result if she doesn't own yeah. that house. So if the issue is, did you make a gift? No, it was my daughter's. All I did was co-sign the loan. Mm-hmm. I, I I, think I personally could effectively argue it wasn't an asset. Yeah, If anything, fair. it was a liability. Sure. If anything.
1: Um, an elder care attorney, um, such as an estate, like an estate planning attorney like Keith Stroll, who also yeah. specializes in elder care, should be able to clarify whether a change like that would fall under the rules and qualifications. So that's another person besides someone like Mark Basak that this, these folks could consult and say, Hey, would this, if we did this, you know, would that change circumstances? for Yeah.
0: You you make an excellent point. It is very important before you do anything. Certainly before you do anything that was kind of, we kicked around a couple ideas on the radio. Oh, I like that. Let's go do that. Hang on a second. (laughs) Pump your brakes. Um, Mark Basak, Keystroll, very good tandem for you to be counseling with to explore the impact of these ideas before you do them. Yes, please. It's far easier to fix your thinking than it is fix your mistakes. Yes. So uh, please, um, uh, by the way, uh, both those gentlemen meet with these folks in our office. They meet at no charge. So the initial consultations uh you you will be able to get tons of clarification uh with nothing out of pocket um and if we can help Mom, gosh, she's ninety years old. Bless her six one zero seven two zero seventy nine hundred gentleman writes when banks advertise five point five percent for nine to eleven months, are we being short changed by the one to three months in interest?
1: Ah oh, yeah, that's an annual rate. On you're not getting that full amount if it's only a nine to eleven month, um, time frame, right? If it says like APY or whatever, yeah, it's an annual rate, but you're only getting it for those months that you have it.
0: Um, Would would you interpret that as shortchanged?
1: Well, no, but maybe it's misleading. Is it? If people don't understand, oh, well, like any, say, everything is misleading yeah, if we don't understand. I, I think that's what they're asking. Yeah, like, yeah it's right? a pretty
0: brief question, so yeah. Yeah, we're kind of guessing. I think that's Here.
1: what they're asking. Like, like, do we really get five point five percent if we you only don't. have it for nine months? No, no, you don't. You don't.
0: No, you're absolutely right. <laughs> so if it's a hundred grand and you're expecting fifty-five hundred bucks at the end of nine months, you ain't gonna get it. Right. You're gonna get seventy-five percent of fifty-five hundred. Right. Uh, interestingly enough, if this causes this gentleman Ajita, um because I spent a lot of time doing CD trades yesterday, mm-hmm. uh, 12 months, 5.4. Mm-hmm. So if you're um, getting your knickers in a twist about eh, nine months, it's not fair. You can do 12 months. Yeah. And, and the rates are right there. I
2: got
1: a 5.6% rate on a 12-month that was callable. Ooh. But if they don't <laughs> call it, you get 5.6. <laughs> but what if they do? Uh, then you get that rate for the length of time a you had it, period. just, like, ah, just, just like, like that situation you just so described. You, so you're getting short change. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Made that last part up. That is not the case. 610 <laughs> John, taking a call as we speak. Alyssa, A-L-Y-S-S-A, at com. Gene, G-E-N-E, at askmtm.com. com. Uh, my arms preach, need to be a little preach. bit longer. go, go gadget arm. Preach, preach. Oh.
1: <laughs> uh, 610-720-7900. All right, we're going to go to the phones and speak with Nick. Good morning, Nick.
5: Good morning, Gene and gang. I have a question um, on rollovers. I think I did it right, but I'm a little suddenly worried. I have a um, Fidelity account, right. and in it was two... Uh, um, uh, a direct savings plan, which I think was a 403 or 401, and then I had a ESOP plan. Both were retirement plans in Fidelity. And what I did is I rolled the one over to a regular IRA, kept it in Fidelity, never had a check. And then seven months later, I rolled the second one, the, the um, direct savings plan, into that same IRA. Now I did that within seven months, but I never got a check. Did I violate any of the um, having an indirect rollover and taking money into your hands? You can only do that once in 12 months. No. Good.
0: <laughs> I, that's just <laughs> Nick. It's it really, it's really very clean. You did it exactly correctly. Even if the second one had been done indirectly where you touched the money, you didn't. But even if it had, that would only count as one. The first one certainly was direct. The second one certainly was direct. The IRS is very clear. You can have basically unlimited numbers of in, of direct transfers, custodian to custodian transfers, and have no troubles whatsoever.
5: Yeah, I read that, and I believed it. But yet when you're, you know, it's a fair amount of money, and I think yeah, if I have to pay 20% tax on this amount of money, I don't want to do that. So that's why I was nervous all day. Well, that's why you uh, called so you us. On. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Can I ask a second question? Sure. Uh, it's just general, but there's a, I have an IRA at a uh, local bank. It's a, a national regional bank, hmm. and they're getting rid of all their IRAs for their customers. Mm-hmm. What does that tell me about the safety of the bank, and why would Uh, they be doing that? You might be familiar with doing
0: that. It tells you absolutely nothing about the safety of the bank. Okay. Yeah, it's a business model decision. It's a decision based on is it more profitable to have it or not? Is it uh, more uh, advantageous to their clients are they going a slightly different direction from a business standpoint? But it tells you there's no negative uh, inference about that from the safety of the bank standpoint. Right.
5: It just seems odd because they also close their um, safety deposit boxes, uh, closing bank branches, uh, making it more and more difficult for an older person to go to the bank.
0: And that, and that is the trend. That is the trend. <laughs> Sir, thank Thank you so very much.
5: Appreciate it. No
0: worries. God bless. We go back to the phones.
1: All right, we're going to speak now with Dennis. Good morning.
0: Um, I got a
6: question on a on a will. I'm trying to put um, my will together. Okay. And uh, there's a a phrase in there in in one of the copies I have that talks about uh, selling property in general, and it says to sell property, real estate, and the, the phrase is forecaster on time. What what does that
0: I mm. isn't that how they bet on NFL games? <laughs> oh. I'm, isn't that yes. like yep, FanDuel? That's what it's about. It's, okay. oh, <laughs> next up, well, that's, that's the Eagles-Dallas line. On, <laughs> goodness, uh, Dennis, I have, I've I, never seen this sounds
6: like it sounds like a, it sounds like, a, like an old phrase or something I was trying to look it up and it, it talked about <laughs> look it up and I get uh, information on beavers or something <laughs> <laughs> what?
0: well that's that's actually slightly better than my NFL forecast so that's <laughs> I I yeah. don't I've never heard of it we don't know but we'll do the research and hopefully you'll tune in next week and uh, we'll, we'll be able to bring it back to you
6: Okay, great. Yeah, I was I was stumped. Okay. Thank you yeah. very
0: much. Dennis, thanks. Thanks, Dennis. Mm. I I love getting questions where we don't know the answer. Uh, yeah. That's kind of the most fun.
1: Yeah. Six
0: one zero seven two zero seventy nine. How do right. we go back to the phones?
1: Um, we're going to speak with Jeff. Good morning. Good
0: morning, Jean
6: Morning, Alyssa. How are you guys?
1: Great. How about you? Doing good. Uh, I've worked at
6: a um a financial institution in uh in the Y missing area. I might be able to add a little clarity to the APYE that we're the previous caller was talking about on CDs because okay. we we get questions like that from our members. We actually work for credit unions that so we call them members, um, but yeah, we had a member who opened a sixty thousand dollar CD at a what is called five percent APYE. and after three months, they were expecting to get three thousand dollars. So uh, you're right; it's the, it's an annual rate. And the institutions have to use that rate so that they can make easy comparisons between other institutions as to what they're going to earn. But we found that trying to just do a little extra math for the person when they're sitting in front of us to say, hey, at the end of your your CD term, you're you're going to have about whatever, 750 bucks, not 3000 So it is somewhat confusing if people are not familiar with mm-hmm. what APY, the annual percentage yield earned means.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. Jeff, while I have you on the line, since you're connected to a credit union, can I ask you a couple questions? Sure. I
6: uh, If I don't have the answer, you can tune in next week.
2: Ah.
1: <laughs> 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 or you could just say, it depends, and then move on. Nice. <laughs>
0: nice. Uh, well, dodging and weaving. Dodging <laughs> and
2: weaving.
0: Uh, you mentioned uh, the, the word members. It's my understanding that credit union customers... Actually, are kind of in essence owners of the credit union. Do I have that correct?
6: Yes, because we are tip- we are um, a financial cooperative, and therefore a, a I'll call it a depositor or an account holder hmm. buys one share of, of a share of the credit union. They are they are an owner. So when it comes time for voting, they have each member has one vote, meaning they can come and vote for the board of directors, um, different than what you see in a, a bank or um, an FDIC-insured institution where there are um, account holders and then there are stockholders. So our members are, are both the owner and the account holder.
0: Very good. Now, you mentioned in your response the FDIC piece of, uh, I guess, peace of mind that, that people receive when they're dealing through a commercial bank. Does the credit union offer similar uh, protections?
6: Yes, we offer the same protection. Credit unions and banks offer the same insured deposit limits. Um, Banks go through or are insured by the FDIC, and then credit unions are insured by the NCUA or National Share Insurance Fund. But the limits are exactly the same, generally under the, the overall umbrella of the federal government, but just two different federal agencies.
0: Uh, In general, it's been my experience, and I I have no idea what institution Jeff is connected with, but we have lots of clients who are dealing with credit unions, Mm -hmm. various credit unions. Um, The caller we had just a call or two ago is going, ah. Banks—they're closing their branches, and they—they they treat us like crap. We, we hear that a lot, and we also hear the—the the inverse, which is, hey, we're at a credit union, we're pretty happy. They're really nice people. We're—we're kind of like part of the family when we—when uh, we got there, and so—so um, so they're feeling that. I think the impression or the response on the part of your of your customers, your members, um, from my standpoint, non-academic, just very uh, anecdotal. Uh, is uh, is is significantly higher, uh, so apparently the credit unions are doing some pretty good stuff. We try to, and and
6: the banks do too. We're all, you know, we're all run by people. I think really what we see is the trade organizations. They're the ones who seem to uh, oftentimes sometimes pit the banks against the credit unions mm-hmm. and, and vice versa. But when you boil it down, we're all we're all just trying to make a living, and provide good service for our customers or our members.
0: Uh, that's a great response. Jeff, yeah. thank you so much for the call. Have a
6: great day. Yeah,
0: God bless. You very insightful. Yeah. Very nice. insightful. Very, very good. Thank you so much, even though he poked fun at me. <laughs> I'm all dressed up, and he still poked fun at me. <laughs> all dressed. I know. I th- I <laughs> he mean... can't
1: see you. He f- oh. he forgot. He oh. wasn't imagining you in, your tux- in a tuxedo.
0: Oh. I do look really good in the tuxedo. <laughs> Actually, there's there's been quite a vote. It's about the only time I look really good.
1: Are you going to wear that to Stevie Nicks?
0: If, if if she'll pay attention to me, I will.
1: <laughs> <laughs> He's thinking about might, it. Might now. have
0: might have Diane's knickers in a twist, <laughs> but hey, man, what's that hall pass? Ah, look, six one zero seven two zero seventy nine hundred. We'll take your calls after this on more than money because It's hard to turn that down, but tonight I won't have to. That's right. You know Stevie Nicks, PPL Center. If you see me there, you're going, Gene, <clears throat> you're on radio. How, do, how would we know what you look like? First of all, it's, please, it's called the Internet. <laughs> google something and your gene comes up go more than dot you'll be able to, but if you're not willing to do that just look for the prettiest girl there i'll be standing next
1: to her oh that's so sweet you don't even know her last name <laughs> <laughs> or her first name i guess yeah we don't even know her for you don't Di- even know her first diane
0: name. if that is her. yeah random. right you don't well, even know witness <laughs> protection has lots of rules <laughs> there's lots of rules Sam Bankman-Fried will learn. There's lots of rules about being in prison. Anyway, <clears throat> yeah, fantastic, Stevie. Next, yeah,
1: that's gonna be fun.
0: So here's a question for you. It's a philosophical question. It's a uh, it's a personal choice question. It's not a financial question. Okay. When you are well, for tonight, Stevie next, but for you, of course, it would be Keith. Urban,
2: Uh-huh.
0: Mr. Urban to Mr. me, Mr. Mm-hmm. Keith. When you're on your way to a concert, mm-hmm. last concert you saw Keith, in, where was he performing?
1: Uh, Allentown
0: Fair. Oh, so it was really close. So, so it was like, all right, but it's forty minutes, whatever. Do you play his music on the way to the concert? Yes. Oh my god, I think it's it. I I, I would. I don't like that part. You don't have to. Apparently, I do because whether I'm driving or not, who do you think's in charge of the radio? Diane, or Sirius XM or whatever we're playing.
2: Yeah, Diane.
0: Yeah. Diane, if that is real.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, then you just let her play what she wants. And if she wants to play Stevie Nicks on the way, that's what you're going to listen to. Okay, moving on. <laughs> wow. wow.
0: I, th- I think we just figured out what our gang name is. <laughs> anyway. <What? coughs> I, s- I got a little... I swallow. No, the water went down the wrong mm, way. Okay. 610 720 7900 is the number you may call.
1: And this is the number that Gene has called. Not the Gene who's in a tuxedo, but Gene who's listening to the show and has a question for us. Good morning.
7: <laughs> Good morning.
1: How can we serve you this morning?
7: Okay. Uh, yesterday I called Vanguard to get my RMD out, mm-hmm. and they said there's a- like almost a $25 fee that I have to pay because I want paperwork sent to me instead of doing it on the internet. Mm. And we don't have a computer, so we have to do this. And I was wondering if they're going to charge me $25 every time we do some paperwork.
0: Uh, the answer is likely yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't
7: think that's fair to older people that don't have access to a computer.
0: uh, I would agree with you. Vanguard does not agree with you. So Vanguard has decided that they're going to uh, nickel and dime uh, clients that have been with them for many, many years. And they already, as a business model, has decided that if you get frustrated and decide that you're going to leave, they're okay with that. They're they're okay. they're they're not dedicated. They're not as loyal to you as you are to them. And I I'm picking on Vanguard, but you can pick any number of the bigger organizations. They are all going to the least costly way to transact business, which is electronic. Um, just as the gentleman earlier said, bank branches are being closed, um, safety deposit boxes are being closed, and now they're charging you for what. Is a pretty normal service just doing your RMD, and it is unfortunate, but apparently, that's a choice that Vanguard has made. You don't have to live with that, you can certainly look elsewhere uh, for financial advisory services. And there are other companies, of course, that don't charge that kind of fee.
7: The thing is, maybe they will in the future. So, if I change things around, I just did put everything over in Vanguard. Mm because we were recommended that by a financial advisor. Mm-hmm. And so not everything is over there. Mm-hmm. So I guess we have to just pay it. And-
0: now, let me ask you a question before, before we part. Uh, you, you were recommended to Vanguard by a financial advisor. Are you still working with that same advisor?
7: Uh, we just did a one-time thing. Like oh. we went over everything and they recommended things to do.
0: Ah, Okay. Very good. Um If you were working with a financial advisor, that would change everything because then they could do everything for you electronically and you wouldn't pay the $25. You could keep all your accounts right where they are at Vanguard. Many financial advisors uh, are in a position to do exactly that for you. And then each of those transactions would cost you nothing because the advisor would be doing it for you through their computer systems. Okay. Just something to think about.
7: Okay, well, thanks a lot for the help.
0: Thank you, Jean. You take care.
7: Okay, you too. Bye.
0: Bye Bye-bye. It's the trend. It is. And not necessarily a wonderful trend.
1: No, I mean, she's right. Not everyone can or wants to Mm -hmm. go paperless. Um, And, yeah, the fact that there's a fee for it. I think that Andrew said um, we recently changed his bank account, you know, and – I think there was a fee for him to get a paper statement from hmm. his checking account, and um, he turned it off. You know, he's like, yeah, "I don't need, I don't need that. I'm not, I don't want to pay that." And it's just more and more. It, it's the trend. Mm-hmm. And it is a trend. Yeah, some some things. It's it's unfortunate because some things I think are easier for people, um, even if you do have online access. Um, to, to do on paper and to have paper records. So, you yeah, know, not having that choice anymore is, um, it's frustrating.
0: And I would suggest that someone like Andrew, uh, a young man starting, um, kind of more seriously, he's, he's always been pretty, um, uh, what, uh, involves comfortable, uh, in, in, a. In his adult management of things, mm. but now he's a college freshman. He's, uh, he's growing into the world a bit more. I would, I would even suggest that paper statements are more important to someone like that. Mm. So you get more comfort level. You actually sit down at a desk with a calculator, go through your checkbook, your debit, yeah. make sure everything is the way it's supposed to be. We would love to think that because it's electronic that it's all correct.
1: Yeah. Quite often it isn't. And that's why I still get a paper statement for my checking account because I use it every month to check it against my checkbook register and the same with my credit card bill. I want that on paper because I check it against my receipts because there are mistakes. There are fraudulent charges. Yeah. And I can put little check marks and cross things off and circle things that I need to check on or Mm -hmm. follow up on and – it's hard to do that online. It's
0: very hard to do yeah. online. Yeah. 610-720-7900. There are evildoers out there.
1: Uh, unfortunately.
0: Evil doers. <laughs> Sorry, that was, I was supposed to be George Bush. I have no idea really kind of where that came from. <laughs> 610-720-7900. Gene at AskMTM.com. Alyssa at AskMTM.com. <laughs> <dot com>. Um <laughs> the, the, the you got an email titled Credit Unions? Yeah. One of the reasons they can offer higher interest rates on their savings accounts and CDs is that they are not subject to federal income taxes. They are tax exempt. I didn't credit know unions are tax exempt. I didn't lovely. Know. Oh. Yeah. Uh nonprofit. Yeah, that would make sense. Uh, yeah, good for them. Okay. Cool. So good on you. And if uh, you're going there head on over, um, <laughs> I don't know. there was a time thousands of years ago, actually in my lifetime. So it was only hundreds of years ago when credit unions were very difficult to get into. Mm-hmm. If you were not a specifically, like if Bethlehem steel had their own credit union, which mm-hmm. probably is why they went bankrupt. No, I made that last part out, <laughs> but Mac had their own credit union PPL. Um, the federal workers had like, like federal workers. I think there is a federal credit union, federal something. Yeah. Bottom line is, the it was very, very, very hard to get into. Not anymore. Lots of folks. You, you go, where do you live? Like mm, three blocks from here. Okay, you're in. Oh,
1: uh, you just have to ask nicely. Yeah, you got
0: to ask nicely. Okay. But still, if you want the advantages, fantastic. 610 720 7900 gene at askmtm.com. Uh, I read where I can change my grandson's 529 into an IRA. I've had his 529 since he was a baby. He's now 18. Mm -hmm. Ah, Bless him. Uh, He doesn't want to go to college, and this sounds like a great way to get his retirement money started. Mm -hmm. How does it work?
1: Yeah, so it'll be effective in January, um, where if you have a Roth IRA that's been open for at least 15 years, so in this case, Mm -hmm. that Um, is the case, you will be able to move 529 funds into a Roth IRA for the same beneficiary that the 529 plan was for. Um, The limits are the the same as the annual contribution limits to a Roth with a total cap. So, for example, let's say... um, this coming year, you know, in twenty twenty four, you could move sixty five hundred dollars from the Roth in, or excuse me, from the five twenty nine into the Roth, and then do it again the next year. Mm. And I believe the total you can do this for is thirty five right. yeah. So um, if there's more than thirty five thousand in the five twenty nine, the rest of it you'll have to do something else with, whether you give that to someone else for college or take it out and pay the ten percent penalty and tax on the earnings. You know, but the thirty if up to thirty five thousand, you can do this with. Um, it is in fact a great way to get retirement savings started. So it's a, you know, you you put money aside to help your your grandson, and um, he's not using it for school, but you're still using it to benefit his future. It's awesome,
0: tax free, right.
1: tax free, right? Otherwise, money that comes out of a five twenty nine plan that's not used for education would be taxed and would be penalized. For, because it, the intention of it was was for education. Okay. But this is an exception now to that rule, and that was a Secure Act 2.0 change that becomes effective next year.
0: Uh, in this particular case, incredibly useful, incredibly mm. useful. Assume for a moment that the 18-year-old becomes employed mm-hmm. and qualifies for the full 6,500. 35,000 will take them, what, five years. Mm-hmm. Let's use that as a simple sure. number. excuse me, so at 23, he'll have, this young man will have 35000 in his Roth. Assuming just for demonstration purposes, not guaranteed, just for demonstration. I say that for compliance. Yep. Compliance, are you listening? Yep. Yeah, no guarantees. I'm using this as an example. example. Just as an example. And I do it as an example because it's easy numbers. Yep. Uh, if he could average ten uh, percent a year,
1: mm-hmm.
0: he's going to double his money every seven years. Seven years, which kind of interesting. He starts at twenty three, so by the time he's thirty, his thirty five thousand has become
1: seventy thousand. Seventy
0: thousand. Now most thirty year olds are not very bright, particularly boys, uh, and they're going 70,000. I could buy a Corvette. That'd be great. But if he's smart, mm. Mm, he goes uh, maybe I'll wait another seven years just see what happens. So at thirty-seven, it's now one hundred and forty thousand. A hundred and forty grand. Corvette that he would have bought seven years earlier is now junk. (laughs) Um, But his Roth IRA now one hundred and forty grand. He's thirty-seven. That's that's impressive. But at forty-four, he's got what two hundred
1: and eighty thousand dollars.
0: And at at fifty-one. Five hundred and sixty, yeah, and at fifty-eight, a million bucks, yeah. and it's sixty-five, two million dollars <laughs> tax-free. Yeah, and that's if he never adds another dollar, never saves another dollar, never has a job that has a 401 k never, ever contributes. Granddad gave him two million dollars hmm. tax-free. That's staggering, mm-hmm. staggering. Now, uh, Alyssa rightfully noted, uh, cautioned you, uh, alerted you perhaps is a better word that there are alternatives to this process. You can certainly do this and it's a very exciting possibility. So for this gentleman, likely he's done, but you're quite right. What if instead of 35 in his account, he has 75, mm-hmm. um, Yes, the money can come back out, tax, penalty. At 23, this young man now has been working for f- five years. Uh, there's still some money in the 529. At that point, we're going to know a lot more about this young man.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: He may decide to start his own family. And is it possible then to take the 40000 that's left in the 529 and reassign it to this now, eighteen-year-old young man's own child.
1: Yes. Whoa,
0: <laughs> uh, you blew my mind. Yeah. So uh, this young man could, uh, and 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 his and his partner could could decide to have a child, mm-hmm. and start their college fund, their educational funding with forty grand. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: That's also another amazing gift. <laughs> no, an amazing gift. Yeah.
0: Just an amazing gift. Yeah. yeah. Tax free. Yeah. Uh, No stress, no fuss, no muss. This is really, really good stuff. Yeah. So, um, the ability, and lots of folks are unaware of this, the ability to change the beneficiary of the 529 is in the complete control of whom? The owner of the
1: 529. And in
0: this case, the owner of the 529 is the grandfather. Grandfather. Mm -hmm. So, for the first five years, the. Roth contribution has to go to his grandson. Right. Cuz he was the beneficiary. Right. Thereafter, we're not putting money into uh, a Roth. We're we're going to keep it in the 529. We can change the beneficiary. Mm-hmm. One thing that surprises people a lot about 529s is that you don't have to have a baby to have a 529. No. If you are uh, really uh super duper planners, like really planning in advance, and you happen to be uh, in love. That's, oh, you guys are so sweet. You guys are probably going to get married. (laughs) You can set up a 529 plan long before you're even married, long before you're a parent. You set it up with yourself as the beneficiary. Mm. And uh, you can start funding it now. You're saying, hey, I'm single. I've got extra money, and I'm putting money in my 401K, and I still have extra money. Would it be smart to start at 529 if in your heart of hearts you think you're going to have a family? It'd be brilliant. That's awesome. Get far more (laughs) years. Yeah, Yeah. let's get it started. Why not? Even modest amounts could grow over years to a lot of money.
1: Whatever you put in there, you'll be grateful for when it comes time to pay for college.
0: (laughs) Says the mom of a college freshman. Right. (laughs) (laughs) As we're very we're,
1: happy to have a 529 plan. We're
0: interviewing a young woman who's in exactly this same position. <laughs> you are going to be so happy. <laughs> and whatever you're saving, it won't be enough. <laughs> whatever you think you've got, it's going to need more. Uh, the other thing that's, uh, again, a little wrinkle that a lot of folks are not aware of with 529s mm-hmm. is that, um, let's say your, uh, your children go through school. They either did not need the money or did not need all the money or chose not to use the money. Hmm. You could decide to go back to school yourself. Yeah. Pay for it with your own 529 plan and it would be tax free as well. Right. So pretty cool stuff. Pretty cool stuff.
1: I'm excited to be opening a Roth IRA at the end of this month for an 18 year old who's going to be his mother is going to be funding it from his 529 plan next year.
0: Our first. Mm-hmm. This is really exciting.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Wow. Yep. It's very cool.
0: Well, congratulations to the 18-year-old. More importantly, congratulations to mom. Yeah. What a fabulous thing.
1: Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, wow, very wow, wow. excited. It's
0: awesome. We uh, we have a young man in our family. He's a fine, fine young man. He's a junior in high school, so he's got some decisions coming up. And mom and dad kind of, uh, so college, and he went kind of, no thanks. And is seriously looking at the trades, Good. construction, and that kind of thing as an option. And um, gosh, I—I I, number one, I couldn't be prouder of him that he's not a sheep. Yeah. Everybody has to go to college. Right. N- no, they don't.
1: Yeah. It can no, it they be don't. hard to buck that trend, but it.
0: it oh, it can, has to be. Yeah. Especially when, uh, mm-hmm. like, 90% of your friends are going off mm-hmm. someplace. Of course, uh, gosh, the trades these days. I'm wondering if you might not need to be way smarter to be in construction than you do to get a degree in art history. I'm just saying. Uh,
1: Yeah, it's a valid point. I would argue that that very well could be true.
0: And before you art history majors get your knickers in a twist and start sending me really nasty emails, (laughs) my undergrad degree was in psychology which um, is currently referred to as (laughs) pre-unemployment has no you actually to be fair
1: to be fair thank you very much Mm
0: -hmm. um maybe the most valuable uh work i ever did in college with all my grad work and all that kind Mm -hmm. of stuff understanding people Mm -hmm.
2: uh,
0: way more but the the financial stuff eh,
1: you learn that on you, the job,
0: you pick that up, you pick that up. <laughs> but understanding people well, understanding people to a degree because they're, um, they're, there has never been a week, there has never been five consecutive business days that I have not at some point went, You're kidding, never saw that coming, mm. um, positively yeah. and negatively, right? People doing Surprising. things that you go, Are you kidding me? That is just like the worst possible we talked about this and you're just, you're going to do it anyway. It is it is just tragic what mm. you're doing or um, turning um, people's. We love you. We love you. We hate you. What? Where did that come from? And vice versa. Folks who seem, um, you know, lackluster. I, I guess, not really like in tune and they do it exactly what you recommend. And, and when questioned, because we love them, they're fantastic. You got, you can't, I, so I can I I, I have a, I I have the same success ratio figuring out people as Jim Cramer has in picking stocks. It's about fifty-two percent. <laughs> it's a slightly better than a flip of the coin. Six one zero seven two zero seventy nine hundred. John says we have five minutes left in this edition of More Than Money. Just as a reminder, uh, for all of you who attended uh, the workshop this past week, if you would like to follow up with. Uh, conversations with Keith, uh, with Alyssa, with any of our financial advisors, all you have to do is ask. Mm -hmm. It's a pretty simple thing. And um, my guess is that there was lots discussed that you would go, I still have questions. Yeah. Because normally that kind of discussion Mm -hmm. raises as many questions as it answers.
1: Yeah, which is what we still hope helpful. Gives you some homework to do, um, but it's still helpful because it's going to um, prevent some Headaches, some challenges down the road if you're prepared. That's the whole idea.
0: Yeah. Uh, losing a loved one is hard enough.
1: Yep.
0: You you will have enough on your plate, making sure all the ducks are in line financially and legally. It's a small thing, but it's an important thing. Yeah. So reach out to us uh, for sure. Uh, as we have talked um, uh, earlier in the show, um, the stock market is not the barometer that you should be measuring your results by. Or maybe in rare cases, it is. If you're 25 years old and you want to uh, go for a swing for the fences, um, you can absolutely use that as a barometer. But you should understand how to compare the stock market, which had a great week this week, very pleasing week, up over 4% in five days, um, versus your personal performance. And as we heard earlier from a caller who got one phone call a year from a snarky advisor, that's not enough. If you're working with an advisor and you're not getting at least um, quarterly reviews every 90 days, you're probably not getting the the information that you need because it's not just about investments. No. It's about the totality of your life. It's about your estate planning, your social security questions, your Medicaid questions for your mom. Yeah. Uh, It's it's about so many uh, pieces of the puzzle that are both financial and, forgive me, more than money. So all you have to do is ask. We've got uh, Mark Basak, tremendous help on Social Security and, and Medicaid. We've got uh, uh, Mike Pompei helping us with life insurance and mm-hmm. long-term care. Keith Stroll helping with, uh, us with estate planning. Uh, Tiffany Shuda on reverse mortgages. The list is almost endless.
1: And Kagan Morris, who will join us two weeks from today on this show to talk about annuity replacement.
0: Joining us
1: in two weeks. In two weeks. Yes.
0: What about next week?
1: Next week. What? I won't Wh- be here. What? I know. Say I know. it ain't
0: so. Yeah,
1: I'm sorry, but that would be a lie. I won't be here next week. I will be somewhere warm. Celebrating my 20th wedding anniversary oh. with my husband.
0: Oh, with your husband? Yes. Well, I guess <laughs> that kind of makes sense. Yep, yep. Mm.
1: Sorry. Yeah.
0: You you should probably have fun anyway. Seriously, I mean, come on.
1: Yes, I'll try. Jeez, <laughs> I'll try to have fun next Saturday, so even for, though I won't be here.
0: For all of you uh, who are loyal listeners, uh, that you know what that means. That means Gene's flying solo, which means way more fun. And <laughs> what it really means is you got to start calling at eight oh six and not stop until ten o'clock, because I will be adrift. And I need all of your help and all of your support. So be if, just fine. send me emails this week so I can pile them up. So make sure you get the uh, the phone number on speed dial and make sure you reach out to us. Mm-hmm. Reach out to us for any reason that we may serve you. Gene at AskMTM.com. Our website, MoreThanMoneyOnline.com. Tons of great information. And, of course, you can always call. You can go old school, 610-746-7007. 610 746 7007. We'll see you tonight at Stevie Next, and I'll see you next week right here on More Than Money.
2: The am